You're listening to a Crossroads original podcast. From school teacher to CEO of one of Dragon's Den's most favorite pitches, from Canadian Mompreneur of the Year to Stroke Survivor, Elaine Como sits down with me to tell me how she does it with Faith and Grace. That's coming up. From Crossroads Media, this is See Here Love, the podcast with Melinda Estabrooks, Season 8, Episode Number 33. <laughs> I love how you started off the show. Woo! Okay, that was a first. I love that. Welcome, welcome. Um, this is such a special treat to have you. And this, that you've actually come with a, is this a broken? It's a broken foot. It's literally yes. a broken foot, broken, and you made your way. I did. I would not miss being with you, Oh, Melinda. thank you. But that that just really says a lot. And I think, you know what that says to me, too, that, that's a, that you're honoring uh your time with me and making it a priority. So thank you. Appreciate that. I did get some behind the scenes of you on your little cart. Yeah, So that might show show up on social social media. I know, it's like I feel like I'm six or 96. (laughs) Somewhere in between. Now, Dragon's Den, one of Dragon's Den's favorite pitches. I did watch it. Oh, It was awesome. You brought your kids in. You had your husband. It was a whole family thing. They all went for you. Like, it was unbelievable how they all wanted. Um, that was crazy. Yeah, it was really crazy. Uh, tell us a little bit about that because a lot of us don't know, have, have wanted to go on Dragon's Den, but haven't. What was that experience like, and how did it change your life? Well, I would say that it is probably the craziest business crash course okay. that you could ever prepare for, and I highly recommend it if you want to get to know your best uh, your business really well. Mm-hmm. And and so, it's uh, a little scary to go on a show where you know that they're not called the angels, but they're called dragons. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. um, it was a. Uh, a crazy experience, and I, I know that we had taken my business to a, a trade show across the country, and it was there that retailers took me by the hand and said, honey, can you make me 9,000 units? And I didn't want to say no, because it took, at that point, I was making easy daisies off our kitchen table, mm-hmm. um, and it took me probably a year to make 2,000 units. But mm-hmm. And um, explain the easy daisies. I, I was a school teacher, know, right? and I fall in love with my kids every year. My grade two class sang at my wedding. I just Oh, I, I loved yeah. I loved loved teaching, and so I had parents ask me to help their children at home become more independent, cooperative, and just get out the door fashion in the morning. They asked me if I could make a visual schedule similar to what I made in the front of my classroom. So I, mm-hmm. of course, did. So I would draw every single illustration, simple enough for children who are non-readers because kids are primary visual, and instead of nagging and repeating yourself they can just see and predict what is happening next and mm-hmm. have a smoother event transition. So I was making these for free for eight years. <laughs> and I thought, maybe there's a product here. And so I did the research to make sure that there wasn't. And then I saved up by tutoring and selling crafts off our kitchen table and saved up that first $1,400 I needed to launch a, a product to help kids have easier days. And that's why it's called Easy Daisies. Okay, that makes sense. And yeah. then it somehow, by God's grace, became the number one back to school must have in Parents Magazine. Um, store started to call and then we did uh, have retailers say you should take it on Dragon's Den. Okay. And then we came home from a trade show. My husband must have Googled it. He turned to me and said, "Honey, 
Dragon's Den's here on Saturday, and it was Thursday, so it was it was uh, a now or never moment, and we auditioned, and we got called back six weeks later after their nationwide auditions to go to Toronto, and then wow. we uh, filmed at 6.30 a.m., which was about 3.30 in the morning for my mm -hmm. three children who were under seven, mm -hmm. and so if you ever watched that original episode, my children are in pajamas because, okay. yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yes, and it was a crazy experience, and um, you just never know what to expect. You, we were told we'd have anywhere between five minutes and 45 minutes in front of the dragons, and we were in front of them for just under an hour. Wow. And, and incited a bidding war between all five, and then had the honor of being named one of the five top most heartwarming pitches in the history Amazing. of the den. And, and how did it change? What, what happened after um, that? Well, it was, it's was it been crazy. People say, oh, you probably get to go to bed now before 3 a.m. I'm like, no, I'm working till 5 a.m. But no, it, it uh, definitely spurs you to, to just work a lot harder and be more focused. Yeah. And But I'm grateful for it all. Are you surprised at where you're at? Like, is this what you envisioned when you were a little girl, that this is where you'd be? Oh, gosh, no. Okay. No, I, I knew that I always wanted to help people. So that is the blessing of, mm. of Easy Daisies, is just receiving emails from families, sharing that uh, a mom sharing she has three children with autism and she no longer has to talk, talk, talk all day long because of Easy Daisies, or a divorced mm. dad sharing there's consistency now in both homes because they both use Easy Daisies or... That, that is what makes my heart happy, mm -hmm. and, and so that, that is a blessing. It's amazing how something like, I always wanted to help people, and sometimes when you're young or even in your 20s, it could look like one way, and then yes. it, it goes somewhere different, but it makes sense. Because yes. you are helping people, but yes. maybe not the way that you thought when you were younger. No, no idea that I would be a manufacturer and a distributor. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> so... You're busy, there's so much, you're saying like 3 a.m., there's so much going on. How do you do it? I, I think for a lot of our audience at See Here Love, you know, a lot of women are like, we're busy, and, and sometimes we don't feel like we're doing anything well, because mm. we just can't, yes. can't juggle everything. I, I would say that I am mom first and foremost, and I think, when you are juggling all these things, because I think social media likes to glorify the woman who juggles the briefcase, the diaper bag, mm -hmm. the laptop, I, I think you, ha you have to put that aside. And mm -hmm. I, I think a realistic picture would be all of it falling onto the ground mm -hmm. is the real picture. Yeah. But I think if you think of three P's is what I think, you know, you have to know your purpose, you have to know your plan, and you have to know your people. Mm, and, I like that. And what I mean by that is, as your purpose is, you know, we, we grow up in life and people say, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I think actually the real question is, what impact do you want to leave on this planet? Mm. What is the imprint you want to leave on this planet? And when you think about that and you think, okay, that's, that's actually the guiding factor, not what I want to be when I grow up, then it's really going to help you navigate what and how you spend your time. Mm -hmm. And for me, I, I want and I pray every day that I'm the aroma of Christ. Mm -hmm. And you know, and I know that Second Corinthians chapter two and somewhere in there says mm -hmm. that we are the aroma of Christ to mm -hmm. God uh, among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. Mm -hmm. And if, if we can leave the essence of Christ in our decision making and our choices, 
then I feel like I have accomplished something. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by a plan, so that's my purpose, my plan then is you, you do need a target. And so what is my plan? What is the, the goal for the week? What is the mm -hmm. goal for this year or my five-year plan, whether it's for my family or for work, to have a plan because if you don't have a target, you're just gonna shoot aimlessly and feel like you're not getting anything done. Right. Because life can fill up quickly and you feel oh, like yes. you've done so much through the day, but feel like you've done nothing. Mm -hmm. But when you have a target, then you feel like you've accomplished something. Even if it's one thing you could check off the list, you've done it. Okay. And that is a great feeling. And third one, when I say surround yourself with people. People, I love the that. People now, I have this thing in my head, it's, it's like a triple L crowd. And what I mean by a triple L crowd is, is make sure that you're surrounding yourself with people who lift you, launch you, and that you can learn from. Mm. And you know, when I say lift, it, it's so important to be with people that encourage you. Yeah. Because it is easy to find people who do the opposite. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it makes life a little heavier. So find people who can encourage you. And where do you find those people? Because you know, that's one of the big questions that we get at See Here Love is like, I get uh, DMs and emails about where do I find good people? I yes. need a community. I need a tribe. I need mm. my people. Yes. That's what, honestly, I get that all the time yes. from women. Well, thank you for, for having this program because I think you actually are providing a, a platform where women feel safe. And it, it begins with being authentic. It means sharing your raw self because you can't find the right tribe if you aren't being who you are yeah so that's the the main thing is is be open be honest and and it's okay yeah. it's okay and it does take a little bit or a lot of courage to make a lot of times yes, i say to does. people you can't wait for people that come knocking on your door to become your friend you actually have to put yourself out there yes uh to find friends to be a good friend to Ask people to yes. go out for dinner or to hang out at your house. Yes, and, and it does. I mean, it's giving, right? Like, mm. don't just show up and try to take from people, mm. but show up offering, giving. And, you know, and, and women are humble and they're like, oh, I have nothing to offer. You know, I always say, if you've done something for five minutes, there's someone behind you that you can help that hasn't yeah. gone through those five minutes. Right. So just, just remember that, and that's okay. Okay, so we've got people, we've got plan, purpose, purpose and plan. plan. Yeah. I love that. I really love yeah. that. I think it's a really good way of just sort of like, you know, almost like doing a, a check about how, let's do a check on my people. Let's do a check on my plan. Let's remember and remind ourselves of the purpose. That's right. And you know, when you get into that point where you just want to like curl up on the floor, do that mental check and say, okay, what is it that that's off right now? Mm. And it's probably gonna fall within one of those three P's. Yeah, I was gonna say, faith, like faith. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying the four P's. <laughs> oh, but yeah, um, a little bit about faith yes. for you and how that is part of yes. the, you know, the boundaries, the kind of juggling. Yes, because I know we're gonna talk after the break about your your story, but how has faith worked in 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 your life in that way too. I, I, it's funny that, you know, 
I, I, I'm hoping that everywhere I go that I am that aroma of Christ. That means it's, it's a heart. And thank God that he's a forgiving Abba Father. <laughs> yep. Because, you know, I, I fall often, not just physically fall, but I fall often. Oh, yeah. And I just thank God that he is, he is a constant there. And, you know, to, to live a life that every decision has to be reflecting my faith and and it's tricky and it's hard but it's a blessing because it gives me boundaries and it mm -hmm. gives me it helps me in my choices because I, I i need to go back and say okay lord are you being honored in this mm -hmm. decision and i i know quick when it isn't for yeah. sure that's good thank you so much stay with us and you stay with us because when we come back from the break elaine's going to talk about her own faith story and and some family of origin and then also about the importance of self-care, uh, which is going to be really, really important uh, to listen to and even take notes. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Chilean is set apart for several reasons. They're very invested, not only in your academic excellence, but also your spiritual growth. The best part of studying at Tyndale is the flexibility. Our professors, they work with us to help us get through the courses. They really care about me as a person. Come. You'll see the diversity that the Kingdom of God has to offer. If you want to develop personally, I'd want to develop professionally. This is the place for you. I wasn't always a TV host and executive producer, and I didn't always have a platform for my voice. And if it weren't for courageous leaders who mentored me, who took a chance on me, who gave me opportunities to lead, who allowed my voice to be heard, who believed in the gifts and passion God has given me, if it weren't for them, not only would See, Here Love not exist today, but neither would the thousands of diverse voices worldwide who, thanks to your support, are choosing lives of justice, love, kindness, inclusion, and courage. And this is only made possible by viewers, listeners, and supporters like you, leaders like you. Now through TV, podcasts, radio, YouTube, and video streaming, there is no limit to the millennials and so many others we can reach with God's transformative love and the truth that they are seen, heard, and deeply loved by God. Our community needs you. We need your leadership, your wisdom, your perspective, your voice. We need you. Donate today. Visit seeherelove.com slash give. All right, we're back with Elaine Como. And we're going to talk now. I can't wait to hear about your faith story, how you mm. came to know Jesus and how and why you follow him in all that all that you're doing. Well, I'd be honored to share. And actually, it goes back to university. So I was actually studying at the University of Toronto, and I was doing my first uh, degree. And my family was going through hardship. Actually, my parents had left the country to go back to Malaysia. And I was commuting from Richmond Hill, Ontario, to University of Toronto every day. And creditors would be banging on our door at 3 a.m. and I was terrified and mm. but it was it was my 19th year of life and I remember this one week in particular where someone came up to me I was sitting at a library at the University of Toronto studying and a stranger came up to me touched my arm and said are you okay you look so sad and I thought no I'm fine thank you mm. <laughs> and I remember walking out of a mall that same week and this woman was walking in and I was walking out and she touched my arm and she's like, are you okay? You look so sad. And I'm like, what? Mm. <laughs> and I remember going home to our home and I was home alone at this point. 
uh, and for some reason my parents bedroom light was on which kind of freaked me out because I spook easily mm. but I went upstairs and I remember calling a friend first saying okay I'm going upstairs I'm gonna pretend that you're actually mm. here with me mm. and because I had fear and I went upstairs and there was no one there and I saw my, mo my mom's Bible on the bed and I was I picked it up to put it away and it was open to the joy of the Lord is your strength. And I actually, I got mad when I saw that because <laughs> I just had a bunch of people tell me how sad I looked. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I had gone to church with my mom and, and you know, I thought I was a Christian. And so I, I was actually really mad because I was scared and mm -hmm. I guess I was not having a great time of my life in that moment when people were telling me how sad mm -hmm. I looked. So I thought, this is a lie. And I, I remember I, I got so mad and I just knocked the Bible onto the ground. And then I felt bad because I knocked my mom's Bible on the ground. Yeah. And I picked it up. And, and then I opened it to put it on her table. And this verse stood out. It was Nahum 1 verse 7. And it said, The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knoweth them that trust in him. And I read it again and again, and it's pretty hard to read my mom's Bible because she marks it up. Mm -hmm. My mom is mm -hmm. a prayer warrior, and she has probably read through her Bible so many times. But I looked at this verse, and, and I looked at it again, and it was King James Version because that's what my mom had, and, and, I, and I dissected that verse, and I didn't know I was doing it, but I was. And I know that the Lord is good, and I know that He's a stronghold in the day of trouble, and He knoweth them that trust in Him. And you know, and, and NIV it says He's a refuge, and mm -hmm. He cares for those who trust in Him. And it was at that moment that I realized that He wasn't the Lord of my life. I was doing life by myself, mm -hmm. on my own, and He knows those who trust in Him, and I was not trusting in Him. And it was on at that moment that I fell on my knees and and proclaimed out loud that he was my Lord and Savior. Yeah. So that and you know what was really neat after that sorry, I'm always emotional. I was um like every morning since that moment, I always whether I'm my eyes are open in bed, but the first words that come out of my mouth is, Lord, I, I just ask that you would let me shine forth the fruit of your spirit, your love, your joy, your peace, mm -hmm. your patience, your kindness, your goodness, your gentleness, your faithfulness. And every time I say it, because I say it out loud, because if he's my best friend, I should be talking to him. Mm -hmm. Every time I say the word joy, I cannot help but smile. Yeah. And it's just crazy. And... You know, Lane, it's interesting. When I first met you, when you walked in here, I could sense the joy. It really can. I can feel it, like, come off you. Uh, you really exemplify joy. Well, that's it is, it all is, him. Yeah, but it's it's a beautiful thing because, wow, does the world need joy more than ever. Right. Like, <laughs> of any time, I know there's many generations and times where there's been trouble. But mm -hmm. in this time right now, more than ever, we need joy givers. Yes. And people that give joy, uh, you know, to the world and, and, and represent the one who's of joy. And so I just wanted to affirm to you that for 100%, you are about joy. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You know, and I try to teach my kids that, mm -hmm. that joy is not found from materialistic things or circumstances, but in, in Christ. Because that is a constant. Because circumstances change, materials change, but Christ is constant. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. It's beautiful. Oh, thank you. 
Thank you for asking. Yeah. No, and I, I'm always, you know, interested about the story of how people come to know Jesus or choose to follow him. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times people ask me that, and there's a lot of different parts. I mean, I grew up in a missionary family, wow. so you would think wow. that we would just follow Jesus, like, all the way through. No. And no, no, I had to go find my own way. Yes. And that took many years in kind of the prodigal years, <sighs> and then through so many people, and I believe just the grace and love of God yes. brought me back. And, oh, absolutely. And so it's funny. Now people say to me, it doesn't surprise us what you're doing now. But in a way it does. Because <laughs> we didn't know if you were going to actually end up in, in the work of like God and you wow. know, like following Jesus because of you know, the past. And yet that's the whole beauty of like redemption and, and the absolutely. way he speaks to us, whether it's through the Bible and scripture or through people who say, yes. you look so sad. Like, it's right? like a setup of, like, why would somebody say that? But we don't, I, I think God was working and moving yes. in and getting you to where you were at, to be open to then when the scripture yes. came open, you're like, okay. so And it is a personal relationship because even though, you know, you go to church, it doesn't mean you have a relationship. Exactly. And so it is. It is a and it's decision. also not your family's religion either. No, it it's is not just a like personal you inherited, choice. Right, That's right. right. Love that. One of the things... Um, that is really important to you is self-care. Yes. You are a stroke survivor. I am. Um, so I'm glad you're here. Oh, thank you. But let's just talk about that because self-care for busy women is literally on the back burner. Oh, gosh. <laughs> self-care is the, I don't have time for it because I yeah. have to care for everybody else ahead yes. of me. I have to care for the household. I have to care for yes. my kids, care for my husband, care for my elderly parents, especially now that we're in the sandwich generation. Yes. There's a lot of things that women carry to care and then yes. caring for yourself is always the last thing. Absolutely. So let's talk about that. First of all, being a stroke survivor, I just want to hear about that. For some people who may, this might be important for them to identify. Absolutely. And then let's go into the importance of self-care and what, what we sure. should do. Women need to be aware. You need to listen to your bodies. Mm-hmm. And often people think, well, self-care is selfish. But you know what? It's actually selfless. And mm-hmm. if you look up the definition of selfless, it is is putting others ahead of you and their desires. Well, don't you think your husband's desires would be to have you around longer (laughs) and for your children to have their mom? Mm -hmm. And so you do need to take care of you, right? Mm -hmm. And everybody talks about that, uh, the uh, analogy of when you're on the airplane, they tell adults to put their mask on first. So then you can take care of of the elderly people beside you or the children beside you because Mm -hmm. you can't put a mask on anybody if you have if you can't breathe. Right. And so it's very important to, to book time for you. And if you say your calendar's full, make a slot where you write down, go for a massage or go get a pedicure or take a nap. Whatever you need, you need to do it for you and so that you can be there to fill other people's cup. Mm-hmm. Because if your cup is empty, it's not going to pour anything right. at all. Right. And you know, having a stroke, people think, I, I didn't know I was having a stroke. Yes, yeah, so what are the symptoms of that? What happened? Well, there's the now I know, <laughs> is there's what you'll see on the back of ambulances, right? F-A-S-T, fast. If your face is feeling tingly or numb, your arm, there's something wrong that you can't lift your arm, your speech is uh, slurring or impaired in some way, it is T for time to go to emergency. Well, fast. I okay. fell out of my bed at 6 a.m. because I was getting up and I fell and I have no idea why I fell, but I kind of brushed it aside, tried to lift myself up, my left arm gave up, still made it to the bathroom and you're not thinking like stroke no gosh golly no Mm. and so i went to the bathroom and i'm left-handed so i tried to brush my teeth and my toothbrush flew across the room 
and I had no idea why that happened. Mm-hmm. And so I, I tried again because I'm a determined person. So I tried mm-hmm. like three times to brush my teeth. And then I ended up having to use my right hand. And I was looking in the mirror and I'm just watching my arms swing like a pendulum. Un- Wow. And I'm provoked and I just didn't understand. And I knew something was wrong, but I have three children. And at that point, I had three small businesses to run. And so I just kept going. And, you know, I made breakfast. I, um, when everybody went to school, I called my doctor's office to make an appointment. And Mm -hmm. I probably downplayed it because she asked me what's wrong. And she said, well, you should probably just take yourself to emergency. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, thank you. And I knew I couldn't drive because I've lost the left side of my, right. my body. And, yeah. and, you know, people are probably listening going, what a silly woman. Yes, yes, please don't do this. Yeah. <laughs> do not do this. Go straight to emergency. And so uh, a stroke is, is a, a, a very critical medical emergency because your brain cells are dying because blood, it's, it's a, bra- a brain attack, not a heart attack, a brain mm-hmm. attack. So oxygen is being cut off to your brain cells. Um, stroke kills twice as many women as breast cancer. It's a third leading cause of death in wow. women in North America. A w- one in five women in North America will experience a stroke in her lifetime. And so it is not a joke. You need to go and deal with it. I did get my hands slapped multiple times. Okay. And so mm. it was, uh, I finally did go to emergency after we put the kids to bed. And I never came back for like nine days. And then they transferred me to another hospital and they discovered that I had uh, a hole uh, called a patent form and oval. So I went from learning shipping terms like FOB and to TEE and all these other things and and dealing with getting better. So my question then is, you're talking about self-care. Are you saying that there were things that you could have done prior to the stroke that could have it not happened, or is it just more about let's be aware of when it happens and, and when you when you sense this, let's go to the hospital? I think it's a it's a combination of both okay. for sure. Yeah. And you know, I learned lessons the hard way, and um, but I I think that when I being a mom and an entrepreneur, I was in this superhero mentality mm-hmm. and thinking, you know a good day is getting as many things done as possible, but that is wrong, right? Life is not about getting as many things done as possible, but it's about getting the right things done. Yeah, that's good. And so learning the, learning the hard way that, you know, to put priorities, time and energy where your heart is, is very important. And that's like one of the key principles I learned. And, you know, even when I was in the hospital, my physical body had changed, but my mindset had not. And I thought, lying in this hospital, I thought, the stroke is completely inconvenient, is what I thought. Right. And, you know, but God wants us to be still. He wants us to be still so that we can remember who's in charge. And at That's that good. point, I wasn't letting him be in charge because I thought I did have to do right. everything and I had to do it all right now. Right. And he's like, no, no, you don't. And so let things fall. Let let those things fall to the side and remember what is important. That's good. I mm-hmm. love that. I think... It is a reframing of our control, a reframing of our priorities. Yes. And I think, again, it's a reminder for women to that we need to prioritize ourselves and our health. Yes. So that not just so that we can be there for others, but that we can be fully present with ourselves. Absolutely. With, you know, with a life that we have and what God is calling us to do and, yes. and who we can love and care for. Um, I want to share with you, Elaine, a verse that I thought of. Um, I've been kind of thinking about verses and prayers for each, you know, woman that I'm interviewing. And I, 
I know you know this one, and I, this is from the version of the Amplified Bible, but it's Lamentations 3, 22 to 23. Mm. And it says, you know, Elaine, it is because of the Lord's loving kindness that we are not consumed, because his tender compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great and beyond measure is your faithfulness. Amen. And I wanted to remind you of God's faithfulness in your life. Oh, I wanted you. to remind you that we are not consumed no. um, because of God's loving kindness to us. He's compassionate. He never fails. And if we fail, the morning is new yes. and we can just start another day again yes, and God. try again. <laughs> yes. right? And I think that's just the amazing part of this relationship with God, that it's, it can be new every morning and he doesn't hold that. it over our head. So I wanted to just bless you with that. There was so much, we could talk for hours. There was so much learning from you. Uh, just the experience of Dragon's Den and seeing where God has taken you is amazing. I think the, your own testimony of how, you know, God used people to sort of identify something mm. that, that made you open to this joy of the Lord and him being a stronghold that really captured yes. you and connected with your spirit for you to make a decision. Um, I love that you, I mean, I don't love the hard part of you going through a stroke, but just the idea of so the, many great lessons, yeah, great lessons in self care. So thank you so much for being with me here thank and just you. as girlfriends hanging out and thank you. don't forget God's faithfulness to you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank so, you much. so much for having me. Thank you. And to you, our viewers and listeners, there's not much else to say, but as you journey through life, know that God is faithful and that you are seen, you are heard, and you are deeply loved by God. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening to See, Here Love, the podcast with Melinda Estabrooks. Stay connected with our daily posts and stories on Instagram or Facebook at See, Here Love, or join our newsletter at www.seeherelove.com.